and welcome to the IR Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. Welcome everyone, I'm Kelly, and on today's episode, we're sitting down with the Illinois Realtors Young Professional Network to talk best practices and tips on networking and how the pandemic has changed the way we connect. But before we get started, I do want to welcome our special guest hosts that I have here today with me, Kim House and Megan Beechen. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. So happy to be here. <laughs> yes. So Kim and I serve as the SAP liaisons to our Illinois Young Professionals Network. And Megan Beechen is our 2021 Illinois YPN chair and a realtor from Lamont, Illinois, and a very active member of Main Street Organization of Realtors. So Kim, you've been serving as the YPN staff liaison for quite a few years now, longer than me. So um, why don't you tell our listeners what YPN is? Of course, um, absolutely. Uh, this is a group of Illinois realtors, you know, who are young in the business, who all share that common goal of developing their career, you know, while also networking with realtors from across the state and even the country. Illinois YPN is open to all realtors. So networking is a big component for Realtors. Um, We have done this topic a few years back, but Megan, can you touch on why we decided to do this program again, Um, which was an actual in-person forum uh, that we held at our recent fall meetings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our committee started brainstorming topics, and what kept coming back to us was how important networking is, especially after taking this year and a half or so off. Um, So we're all in this whole new world with the COVID-19 pandemic. And we know that things have changed for most of us when it comes to our typical networking skills. Um, But we can't just stop networking, right? So we had to think about um, some ways to refine our skills with networking. So we found some realtors who have really adapted their ways of connecting to talk about how networking has changed during the pandemic. Um, and what methods of virtual networking, connecting on social media, and some refreshers they use as we slowly get back into in-person networking. It can be tough to re-engage after the last year or so that we've had. So from reading body language to gauging comfort levels to prepping yourself to walk into a networking event and trying your best to network during a virtual meeting, all of these things um, have become just top of mind for us. And so we really wanted to focus on this topic. Who all did you sit down with to talk all the things networking at fall business meetings? So we had Heather Haas, who is from the National Association of Realtors YPN Advisory Board, 2022 Realtor Association of the Fox Valley President Miguel Fernandez, and Margaret Hicks, who is the Broker Outreach Manager of Emerald. All right, let's jump right into hearing from them. Heather is a member of the National Association of Realtors YPN Advisory Board. She is visiting us all the way from Dayton, Ohio, where she is the training director and realtor for her realtors. She serves as vice chair for the Dayton Realtors Professional Development Committee and chair for the Ohio Realtors YPN. Heather, thank you for traveling all the way to Illinois and uh, joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. I love this area, so it was my pleasure coming here. Yeah, we are so excited to have you. So thank you so much. All right, let's just jump right into these questions. So Heather, what is your take on networking virtually? How do you do it? What are some tips and tricks for Zoom networking? Um, So I was talking about this last night about like, you know, networking with Zoom and stuff like that. Um, I just try to make myself really like stand out. Like I don't have my camera like on blank or whatnot. I always have a fun background, usually sunflowers, because if you meet me or if you see me on social media, I am like full of smiles, sunshine and dresses with pockets, as I say. 
So, <laughs> so like I have a field of sunflowers or I have like a rainbow or something like that. And it's really cool this year. Ohio Realtors had a really, really great logo for their year. Uh, and it was like a rainbow themed logo. And so I had that back there a lot. And so I try to make myself stand out that way. Uh, also, I always put my nickname in the chat as what well, are on the, where it says my name there as well. And that usually like catches people's eye. Like who's sunshine? Like <laughs> I will, I want to talk to the person whose nickname is Sunshine. So that's, you know, one of my things. I'm always, like, commenting in the chat, trying to be as active as possible, asking questions. So I make myself kind of stand out. It is a little hard to network on Zoom, though. So I'm always like, hey, add me on Instagram, add me on Facebook, add me on TikTok, I will warn you, I'm a little weird on TikTok, so um, you're going to get a whole different side of me uh, if you're on TikTok, but I'm like, I'm still a really real person there on Facebook and stuff too, just be prepared for a lot of dad jokes and stuff, so, um, but yeah, and then I just like network by commenting on people's posts and, you know, just being genuine and trying to make connections and congratulate people and stuff like that too, so networking on social media is really, really easy if you take out all the crud that social media puts out there too. Yeah, that's so great. And just being genuine mm-hmm. goes a long way. And I love that tip about having a nickname in your Zoom mm-hmm. because it's very engaging right off the bat. It's like, oh, well, there's a question right away. Why do you have this nickname? What's your real name? You know, like that whole thing. So it starts a conversation. Yeah, that's great. Um, what are some, have you had any networking fails? Any stories come to mind of networking um that's gone wrong or (laughs) you know I saw this question um last week and I was like I don't know off the top of my head if I've really had any networking fails I'm sure I have unbeknownst to me they probably like turned away and be like who the heck I almost swore (laughs) who the heck was that girl or whatnot but you know that's okay because we're not supposed to like connect with every single person we meet uh which is sometimes really hard to like you know you know feel sometimes but there's just people you're just not going to connect with and that's something you need to accept um but I really you know I I never think of it as a failure. It, you know, it could be a learning opportunity. I know how kitschy and how like inspirational that <laughs> might sound, but it's really, really true. Like, you know, like, okay, well, what can I take from this opportunity and stuff like that? But I can't say I've ever had a fail. Now I can definitely point out other people's failures. So, uh, uh, leave Thomas, uh, Brown. She, uh, she had, um, uh, a really great thing she once called spray and pray where people go with business cards and they're like, here's my business card, business card and spray it around the room and pray somebody will call them. And I love that term and I use it now because, uh, there have definitely been people I have met that like, and I actually started my networking classes because of this per- one particular person I call Mr. Mustache Man who does that. Uh, he had a very distinguished mustache, but he would come in, he would tell you why he was the best lender out there and stuff like that. What was great about him, not really like engage with you and then move on to the next person. And so I think, you know, trying to be as genuine as possible when it comes to networking and trying to make those genuine connections. Cause even if you only make three connections with people, as averse to 30 quick connections, 
you're probably going to get more out of those three genuine connections than you will spraying and praying. Yeah. Amen to that. I think we've all been in situations where we've seen people like that who are just, just there to hand out their cards really quickly and then, you know, just meet as many people as they can. So, um, great advice. How do you read body language to get a feel for if a conversation might be open or closed when joining something? Eye contact is super big. Um, so I'm really, really big with eye contact. I've had meetings where people like don't look me in the face at all. And I try my best to like get over it because I know some people are really nervous and stuff. But at the end of the day, subconsciously, like there's scientific proof, like it just makes them feel untrustworthy or uninterested and stuff like that. So eye contact is probably one of the big ones. Smiling is also, you know, one of the big ones as well. And you don't necessarily have to smile, but, you know, just being aware that your face isn't in total RBF mode or anything like that. Um, I'm not going to say what that is out loud. You can Google it and then you can yell at me later. Um, But, you know, just like seeing where that you could even like see, like, even if the person's not smiling, like if their eyebrow is furrowed and stuff like that, like just being really aware of these like little, little microaggressions they're called in people's faces. Uh, fidgeting is another big thing. Um, I have ADHD. I make it very aware if I'm in a very fidgety mood, which I am a lot, I will just say, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm in a very fidgety mood. Or if my eyes are shifting a lot because there's a lot going on, I'll say, I am so sorry. You know how they say ADHD people, like, see squirrels all the time? Like, I'm in that mode right now. And they're like, oh, you know, most people are understanding. So if you break the ice when it comes to stuff like that, like I'm not embarrassed about my ADHD at all. I'm just like, I'm aware. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Like I am paying attention to you. Sometimes I have to keep moving. Sometimes I have to, you know, look look to the side, see what's going on. So, um, but you, you kind of know different things. If people's hands are in their pocket, sometimes that means they're nervous. Uh, if their arms are crossed, if their arms are crossed and their head is like down, sometimes that means they're listening a little bit more intently. But if like you're paying attention, like sometimes it just means they're closed off and they don't want to talk to you. So there's these little different things, you know, slouch shoulders, uninterested gaze and, you know, different things like that. Just, you know, you pick up on. Yeah, definitely. So last question for today, mm-hmm. um, where's, was there ever an event or networking opportunity that you absolutely dreaded going to, but it ended up being a success story, perhaps with a new client or something like that? Oh man. Um, so I usually tell a lot of people, I'm like, stop taking, I'm like networking events. I feel like when you say networking event, people's stomachs drop and they're like, oh, like they think of these networking events, like back in the 80s and 90s where it was spray and pray like that's how you did like speed networking almost and stuff like that and um which is probably the story I will probably tell speed networking um but you know just have a goal of meeting somebody like one person you know a, a few people but 
I did go to a speed networking event once. It was literally designated speed networking. And I was dreading it because I'm like, this is, I'm so used, I'm not used to that like fast, fast movement. And it was so fun. Like it was like speed dating, but for you were dating and I'm using air quotes to the people in the air. Uh, <laughs> like you were dating uh, like these random people from across the city and stuff like that. And it was just a really, really interesting event. I've made a few connections. I've, uh, you know, some really good friends from these events. So, you know, you can always get something out of it. Yeah. Speed, speed networking is great. And it's kind of like spray and praying, but intentionally. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a little <laughs> bit more way. intentional. Yeah. You got to get intentional with your like elevator pitch at that point too, because I will say like, you know, I tell a lot of people and like, when you say you're a realtor, you're going to get one of two reactions versus how the, how's the market? Uh, we all get that question. Funny enough, I was there at the event last night with other realtors and they're like, how's the market? And like dating <laughs> and stuff. And, um, but you know, and then the second one is that you're probably going to get people that are, don't want to talk to you because they had some bad experience with a realtor. And so I always like say, like, rethink your elevator pitch. You're so much, I'm like a realtor so much more. So what goes into, you know, being a realtor and stuff like that? Like I could say, I'm a matchmaker. I am a community advocate. I, you know, I say all these different things, things that people will perk their head up and be like, wait, what do you do? Oh, I'm a realtor. Uh, And they're like, oh, I didn't. I didn't realize realtors did that. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I go city hall meetings. I do this. I advocate. I'm like, and I am a matchmaker. I'm, you know, I'm a matchmaker for the American dream. So. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us. It was really a pleasure having you and we appreciate your time and all your great advice and wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Miguel is an attorney and realtor in Elgin, Illinois. He currently serves as the president of the Realtor Association of the Fox Valley. He has been a member of numerous committees with Illinois Realtors and his local association, as well as a member of the Women's Council of Realtors and the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. He was a member of Illinois Realtors Leadership Development Program in 2020. Awesome. Thank you so much, Miguel, for joining us today. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's jump right into this. Um... One of our questions we have for you is, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm definitely an introvert. Okay, awesome. So how do you network as an introvert? That might be different than somebody who is extroverted. So I I had to force myself to go out and network because when I went out in business for myself, it was like either network or starve. Um, And the first couple of goes were rough. Because I would meet like one person, get a business card, and then completely forget about it. Um, when I joined the Realtors, I basically figured out what I do is I find the person that I know who's the best network possible, networker that I know, and then I follow them around the room until I find other people that I know, and that usually works to meet other people. Um, so when I started, it was my seat, my AE, Chris Dudebaker, and then I latched on Neil Malone wherever he was available because he knows like everybody. And just kind of do that. That's smart. Just find somebody to kind of hook on to and (laughs) (laughs) ride that wave. I love it. Um, What are some tips that you have for gracefully exiting a conversation when it is time to move on to the next? Um, I am the worst person for exiting a conversation. Um, So if 
I I try to transition out like to to a next one with like you know the group the, the group kind of breaks off, but it's usually like you know I'm gonna go get a drink or just try to, but it's eventually sometimes I just kind of walk away because yeah. the rest of the conversation is left without me. Yeah. Um, how have you changed your networking and how have you reengaged uh, since COVID? Um. So I just I just got back in person as much as possible as soon as 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 soon as that was a possibility cuz i i don't know about anybody else but networking virtually doesn't work for, <laughs> for me um i mean there i did have one event where they broke us into kind of kind of like a I was almost like, almost like speed dating where you, you they broke you off in a little into a room and you had like three questions to ask one person and that kind of works but staring at a screen full of people didn't work for me it's very tough mhm very tough so what do you do to prep yourself going into a networking event? Any tips, tricks for getting yourself geared up for that? Um, I try to think about it as little as possible. Because the more I think about it, the more nervous I get, and the worse it's going to be. Spoken like a true introvert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can definitely relate. Yep. So just kind of pushing it out of your brain, not thinking just, about the fact that you're going to. Just have it on the calendar and show up. Yep. And don't even think, like, once you're there, you're there. Yeah, we were talking to Heather earlier about how um, it can be like just just the word networking can make people nervous. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, think of it like you're going out with your friends. Or yep, something else. So, one last question: Has there been an event or a networking opportunity that you absolutely dreaded going to, but it ended up being a success in the end? Um, so at the beginning, I dreaded going to every networking <laughs> event <Me> ever. <laughs> um, I guess I went and I was invited to a board meeting with Women's Council of Realtors. I was working with a realtor who was going to be president-elect of the Women's Council of Realtors Northwest chapter or network at this point. And um, before, by the end of the meeting, I was their marketing chair. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's sort of been the best way for me to network is to actually get involved and do stuff because if people see you follow through, then they, they want to work with you as opposed to just short one-off conversations in a speed networking situation. Yeah, definitely. Getting involved is, is huge. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. Well, and um, thank you so much for, for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Margaret is Broker Outreach Manager from MRED. She came to MRED by a love of architecture, buildings, and teaching. Margaret got her start in real estate working in the legal department at Centrum Properties in Chicago. Margaret then took her love of buildings and Chicago and ran her own tour business for 10 years. She uses her skills, engagement, education, and industry relations with MRED subscribers. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So we are very excited to talk about networking with you. Um, I'm going to ask you just a few questions um, about how you network and what you found some good strategies are. So uh, the first thing that we wanted to ask you was what uh, questions do you usually ask to go deeper or to make a more genuine connection with somebody when you're networking? Sure. That's such a good question. It's so interesting Definitely, I start out with the where do you work, what do you do, but I think to really get to the heart of somebody, you have to ask them what they do outside of work. And that's when you can really start to hone in on what's interesting to that person and get them, that's what's going to open them up, right? I have a great story. My boss um, was introducing me to 
a real estate person and he said, oh, you know, this is Jim. And then he said, ask Jim about bees. <laughs> and then my boss walked away and I sat and talked to Jim about bees forever and his eyes lit up and his whole body opened up and it was just so neat. So I really think the questions that go a little bit deeper are the ones about outside of work. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. And you will remember him from that conversation. Forever. Naturally. And the next time I see him again, boom, bees. I know exactly what to do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, what, how do you generally read body language to, com- to gauge comfort levels of those that you're interacting with, especially in these days of um, COVID and not being sure exactly where comfort levels are? Sure. And having such an expressive part of the body covered up a lot of times. It can definitely make reading body language a little bit harder when you can't see people's face. And so you really need to concentrate on their body, I've found. So are they moving away from you? Are they leaning away from you? Are they trying to get away with one leg (laughs) sort of out the door? Or are they facing you front? Eyes are the best. Eye contact is everything. And that classic thing of you can always tell when someone's smiling, even under the mask, right? The Duchesne smile where the eyes crinkle up at the (laughs) ends, right? Where you can tell someone's honestly smiling. And I think just sort of a general, like when I was talking about the bees, right? You can feel when somebody's body is starting to relax, shoulders go down, chest opens up a little bit, that they really are working on physically opening up to you. And I think another great strategy is to mirror that, Mm -hmm. right? Pay attention to what they're doing and see if you can't mirror that a little bit, which sort of subconsciously helps bring them into your world as well. It makes them more comfortable yeah. with you and the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Awesome advice. I love that. Yeah, if this um, pandemic has taught us one thing with networking, it's how do you kind of naturally read people in other ways other than just smiling and their face, you know. For sure. So Even language. voice and voice. how they're closing out their sentences mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I think another trick, too, is even recognizing people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little bit new to this business. So even recognizing people with their masks on and then recognizing them with them off, right, is such a trick. And seeing people in person is different than seeing them on Zoom. So it really is. And I I think what it all boils down to is we're all going through it. We're all doing this. We're all awkward. We're all strange. We're all trying to figure it out. And so if you can realize it's not just you and try to make other people feel comfortable with the weird world we're living in, that that can go a long way. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that. So, Margaret, what's your take on hybrid meetings? Um, And where do you feel virtual meetings work best? And where do you feel that in-person meetings work best? Sure. Is there a balance of both or hybrid? Sure. Take on that. I think hybrid is here to stay. And I will always prefer in-person every time. So this is a bit of a battle, right, over what you prefer and what the reality is. And the truth is sometimes hybrid is perfect. I mean, you really can end up talking to people you never would have talked to if it was in person. You can get someone that you might not have gotten if they had to come to your office, if they had to come to you, if you had to go to them. So certainly it's a benefit. I think the trick is keeping people engaged virtually. And we are working hard on doing that at MRED especially. And... I think the best way to do that is good tech, 
right? If you've got cameras on everybody, even the people in the room, that can be really nice. Another thing that's helped us a little bit is to have even the people that are in person on their own computers. So even if we're all in a room together, you're still on your own computer and it just makes it easier to include the people that are virtual because in a way we all are. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some great ways of keeping people virtually engaged, asking questions, raising hands, using the chat, using surveys, that kind of thing can really keep those people engaged in what's going on. And in some ways, keep them more focused Mm -hmm. than if you happen to be in person. So I think it's here to stay. I'll always prefer in person over virtual, but I think the benefits are really strong to keeping some meetings hybrid because then a lot of the people can come. Yeah. Right. Everyone you need to come, most likely they can come Mm -hmm. where that's not necessarily true within person. Yeah. And especially when we talk about different comfort levels, you know, if somebody is more comfortable staying at home and you get them in a meeting and it's virtual, then it definitely has some benefits. But I love what you said about putting the computer right in front of your face because that really does include the virtual people much more than just one computer where we're looking at them every five minutes or, or so. Right, maybe you know. they're not feeling so left out right. that way. Yeah, that's yes. great advice. So one last question for you before we leave. Um, was there an event or networking opportunity that you absolutely dreaded going to but it ended up being a success story? Like something with a new client or anything like that? So there definitely was. I had a big event I needed to go to. I had a very specific person I needed to talk to. And I did not want to go to this event. Snowing, disgusting out, and succession was on. And (laughs) so I decided I was going to go in, meet the person, and turn around and walk out. And that was my plan. And I went in, met the person, turned around to leave, and immediately saw a friend that I haven't seen in forever and ended up staying, sitting at her table, meeting a ton of the people that she works with and got a bunch of business just by staying. So I think even making a commitment, networking can be so scary. We build it up in our heads. I think maybe even just making a commitment of five seconds five minutes. I'm just going to go in and I'm going to leave. And the chances are you're going to get wrapped up in it somewhere and it's going to probably most likely turn out well for you better than if you just turned and ran. So that was a really good experience for me personally that it's not so bad once you get there. That's awesome. That actually made me think of it's kind of like going to the gym when exactly. <laughs> like just getting yourself there is is all of the battle. And then once you're there and after you're done, you're so you happy feel that really you went. good. Right. Exactly. So, kind of the same, same idea. Right. I'm just going to go <laughs> run for five minutes and then you end up for half an hour. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. And it was great to meet you and, and chat with you. Thanks for having me. That's all some great information and tips to help us all freshen up our networking skills. Kim and Megan, thank you for joining us on the IR podcast. Absolutely. As the YPN chair, I want to personally invite our Illinois realtors to get involved with the Illinois YPN and put these networking tips to use. There's more than likely a YPN board with your local association, so be sure to reach out to them about joining. And if not, there are definitely opportunities to start one up. So feel free to reach out to us to get that going. Yes, and Illinois YPN, it's open to all Illinois Realtors. It's free to join. You can connect with us on Facebook at Illinois YPN, and you can find YPN online at www.illinoisrealtors.org slash YPN. 
And that's it for the IR podcast. Thank you all for listening. And as always, give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your social media app of choice. We'll see you next week.